Welcome to the Truth Podcast. I am your host, Anthony Benitez. And guess what? I'm here with my lovely wife, Andrea. Oh, hey. Hey, what's good? Oh, what's, up? what's good in the neighborhood? Um, listen, I'm so happy that you're here, Dre. And I'm happy that you're listening. Whoever listener you are, hey, I love you. Thanks for listening. Um, today, we are continuing a very important and probably my favorite uh, series so far called Grace Not Works, episode four. Yeah. Understanding or discovering. I think I switched it up one time. I said understanding, but then I said discovering. Same, same. Same, same. Discovering the true meaning of grace. Hallelujah. The true meaning of grace. So if you haven't listened to episode one, two, and three, uh, go check it out. I'm telling you, it'll really bless you. Uh, I kind of built, Andrea built on some fundamental truths that we need to understand about grace. Um, I'm probably going to touch on a little bit of it today. Um, I want to focus today, Dre, on when we talk about grace, you have to always talk about, not always, but you always have to answer, what about the law? What about the law? What about it? So I'm going to touch on it very briefly, and uh, I'm going to share with you guys something very practical that is going to help you. So be encouraged. Hey, you, listen, listen up right now. Set your expectation. Release your faith and understand that as you listen to this, God is going to speak to you through me and give you your answer. I love the scripture. The Bible says that he sent forth his word and he healed them and delivered them. So when you have an issue or a challenge that you are faced with in your life, the best thing you can do is listen to the word. Because in listening to the word through the man of God, mm -hmm. through the woman of God, within my voice, within Jair's voice is God's voice. Mm. And it's one word from God will set you free. One word from God will heal you. Amen. So whenever I, I want to, that was for somebody that whenever you're challenged, because I do that, man, whenever you are challenged, listen to the word. And within that, the Bible says you will find your healing and your deliverance in hearing the word of God. So grace, I'm not going to, listen, I'm going to quote a lot of scriptures. And as a listener, I want you to do your um, due diligence. There is this wonderful tool called google that biblegateway.com yeah <laughs> there's this one <laughs> there's, there's this wonderful tool called uh, google so as i'm listening as i'm quoting scriptures jot them down the lord's going to quicken your mind to them and google them and look at them with your eyes and understand that what i'm speaking is truth mm -hmm. So, because I'm not going to go, because I try to, we try to keep these things through 30 minutes because I, I try to make it um, very easy for someone driving to work, getting ready, whatever it is. Because I know there's like, and I listen to a lot of teachings of like an hour, an hour and a half. And sometimes I don't have an hour and a half just to sit down, but I have 20 minutes, I have 30 minutes. So that's, that's my purpose. The Lord gave me it to me. So every single thing that we're going to talk about, Google it, Google the keywords of the scripture and look at it. Read it, read it out loud, and ask the Lord to quicken it to you. Amen. So let's get into it. We're talking about grace, not works. First of all, we've established this, Dre. Grace, Romans 11, verse 6. If it's by grace, then it's not by works. Right. 
What's the definition of grace? Grace is an empowerment to live a holy life. No, that's the result. Grace is unworked for favor, undeserved. So the scriptures tell us the definition of grace. Romans eleven six. write it down, memorize it, look at it, read it in French, Spanish, whatever it is. That's the definition of grace. It's either by grace, it's either by works or grace. Like oil and water cannot mix. Guess what? Grace and works, self-effort does not mix. So grace is unworked for, undeserved. If you worked for it, if you worked for the anointing, guess what? It's not grace. And, and you know what I've you know what I've uh, come to understand that if yeah. I if I work for something, and say God, I fasted for three days mm. because I fasted. Now I want for you mm, me two hundred <laughs> people saved because I used to do that. I used to do that. Jeez. I want two hundred people saved. So now just what you just what you just said. Now you're putting God in debt, and the Bible mm. says, "Be uh, oh no man nothing." Do not owe no man anything but to love him. So if God commands us to owe no man nothing but to love them, then God is not going to owe you anything. So when you say, I'm, I'm living holy, I, I deserve this. I, you know what? I put in this effort. I put in this sweat. It's like worldly language. You see, the way that the world thinks, we have to come to, we have to, come to this maturity level in the church. Romans 12, 2, that to not be conformed to this world, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Mm -hmm. We say that, and then the religious folks are saying, yeah, you can't be worldly. Yet you're thinking like the world. Mm -hmm. You're thinking that if I put in my own self-effort, that if I fast, that if I stay holy, that if mm -hmm. I don't cuss for a week, that if I don't need this, if I do this, if I don't do this, if I'm, if I'm, if I, you see, what's the, what's the word? I, if I, if I, if I, who talks like that? The devil. I will be like the worst high. I, but how did Jesus talk? I don't do anything except what I see my father do. So grace is unworked for favor, unworked for blessing. The blessing and the favor, you see, you are, we're going to start another series soon, but I'm going to spend my time on this called Righteousness by Faith, and it's going to be phenomenal. You have to understand that you are righteous by faith, not by self-effort. Mm -hmm. Selah, you are righteous by faith. We say that, but then we, we get saved by grace, but then we, brother, after you're saved, you better live holy. God doesn't mix with, <laughs> no, no, that's an error. That's a heresy. Mm -hmm. You have to understand the same way in Colossians chapter 2, the same way you receive Christ is the same way you should walk in him. So we established that. Go check it out. Grace, Romans eleven six. Grace is not, is without works, unworked for, unearned. So if I'm doing something, if I'm fasting, if I'm not cussing, if I'm living holy, if I'm doing this, if I'm doing that to produce something, you're under the law. And Galatians says, we're going to get into it today, that if you are trusting in your self-effort, you are, that's what the Bible calls works of the law. And guess what? You're under the curse. Mm. Selah. Mm. Really? Yeah, that's what the Bible says. Galatians chapter 3. They that are of the works of the law are under the curse of the law. Maybe you can look it up. Wait, does it not say that? I thought if you break Galatians the law. What? Galatians no. 3. I thought if you break the law, then you're under the curse. No, 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 no. In fact, the woman with the issue of blood broke the law and received her healing by grace. The leper broke the law and received his healing by grace. So it doesn't say that they who break the law are under the curse. It actually says those who are trying to do it out of their own self-effort, out of their own self-righteousness, mm -hmm. which is like filthy rags, they are under the curse. 
Go ahead. Wait, it's Galatians. So it's Galatians uh, three ten. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. The book of James says that if you keep the whole law, but you break one, one. law, you break the entirety of the law. Right. Well, brother, I don't commit adultery. Yeah, but the Bible says that if you have hatred for a brother, you just committed murder. Wow. But if you lusted after a woman, you just committed adultery. And actually, the Bible says if you fear in Revelations, though if you fear, to fear is sin. To worry is sin. To, so, you see, religious people are like, well, I don't commit murder. You did in the heart. Because you're, you're carnal, you're not looking at it from the spirit. The Bible says he judges the, the, he weighs the heart. So if you have envy, murder, hatred, jealousy, if you look at a woman wrong, if you, if you fear, if you worry, you've just broken the law. You've broken the entirety of the law. Yeah. Anthony, I thought you were a grace reacher. I'm telling you this because you have to understand that we can't keep the law. You try to keep the law, you're coming under the curse. You can't keep the law. The law was given to condemn you. So here comes all the scriptures, ready? 2 Corinthians chapter 3 says that the law is the ministry of death. The law which was, the law, well, I'm talking about the sacrifices, no. The law which was written and engraved, engraven in stones. What was engraved in stones? The Ten Commandments. The, the ceremonial law was written in parchment or, or, or uh, skins of animals, animal skins. But the Ten Commandments was written and engraved by the finger of God in stones. Second mm -hmm. Corinthians chapter 3 tells us that that law is the ministry of death, the ministry of condemnation, which was put away for a greater glory, which is the ministry of grace. Hallelujah. Praise God. Romans chapter, four, Romans chapter 4 and 5 talk about how the law, by the law, is the knowledge of sin. But the gospel is the revelation of righteousness. See, there are contrasts. The Bible says in, in John chapter 1 that by the law, that, that Moses gave the law, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Yes. yes. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, this is a great scripture. 1 Corinthians 15, 56 says that the strength of sin is the law. Wow. So you're trying to keep the law? Guess what? You're strengthening your sin. Wow. Romans 7 says that the law, came, the law came so that sin may become exceedingly sinful. In fact, Romans chapter 7 says that Without the law, sin was dead. My advice is to keep it dead. But when the law comes, sin revives and you die. So the law was given to condemn. Right? This scripture, this scripture first, if you can pull up 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 and 17. Write this down. Listener, go look it up for yourself, bro. <laughs> Sis. This is what set me free. First Corinthians, uh, First Timothy, one eighteen. Man, it says that the we know that the law is good if it is used justly, knowing this that the law is not meant for a righteous person, but for the ungodly, for the murderers, for the whoremongers, for the pimps, for the backbiters, for sinners, for ungodly. The law is not meant for a righteous man, but for the murderers, for the ungodly, for the sinners, for the backbiters, for the murderers, for murderers of moms, murderers of dads. You found it? First uh, Timothy 1.8. Oh, 1.8. But we know that the law is good if one uses it 
uses it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous person, but for the lawless and insubordinate, for the ungodly and for sinners, and for the unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for fornicators, for sodomites, for kidnappers, for That's liars, homosexuals. for perjurers, and if there is any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. So the law is not meant for a righteous person. Are you righteous? The Bible says you are. If you believe in by faith, you are righteous by faith. Second Corinthians chapter 5 says that he was made sin so that you and I will be made the righteousness of God. Are you righteous? Yes. So the law is not meant for a righteous person. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 8 and 9. Selah. The Bible says in Romans chapter 7, you are dead to the law. It goes on and tell us, write all these things down and Google them. The Bible says, we are dead to the law. We are loose from the law. How much clearer do we need it? The law is not meant for a righteous man. So what was the purpose of the law? Well, Anthony actually says that in Romans chapter 6, what do we do then? Do we, do we uh, uh, destroy the law? No, but we establish it. That's the scripture. I was confused by it. I was a little bit, I call those the problematic scriptures. But what that is saying, read it and understand the context. We establish the law. How do you establish the law? 1 Timothy 1, 8 and 9. You don't put away the law, but knowing that the law is meant to condemn. The law is meant for a sinner. You ever met someone that you're trying to save and they're like, well, I'm a good person. And they don't realize how wicked they are. So what do you do? You bring out the law. That's what I did in the beginning was, was, well, you know, we're supposed to keep the law. And you can't keep the law. If you have a little bit of fear, you've just broken one law. You've, the Bible says by default in the book of James, you just, has, you just have broken the entire law. Wow. That's what the law is meant for. But now that you are the righteousness of God, the law is not meant for you. So now you're under grace. So I wanted to establish that because that is something, and there's a lot more to it. By the, the Bible says, by the law is the knowledge of sin. The commandment was came to deceive you, uh, was given to deceive you, to destroy you, to kill you, to bring you to the end of yourself so you can just cry out for a savior. The Bible says in Galatians that the law was our slave master, was, was our taskmaster. And the Bible says now we are not under the taskmaster. Didn't, didn't it just say that the law is a taskmaster? And now that we are children by faith, we are no longer under the taskmaster? So... That's the purpose of the law. The Bible says we establish it. How do we establish it? Knowing that a law is, if we use it lawfully, it is good. The, knowing that a law is not meant for the righteous person. You are righteous in Christ. It's the law, you don't touch the law. Don't, it's not meant for you. It's meant for the whoremongers, for murderers of fathers and, and daughters or, or mothers, for sodomites, all those things. Why? Because it's given to, con it's, it's given to condemn a sinner. You, you ever talk to someone like that they think they're like, all right, I contribute to the Red Cross. I'm going to be all right. That's the purpose of the law. I say, hey, you think you're okay? You think you're you, just because you're a Mormon or whatever? Let me show you what the law says. Condemn them. 
bring them to the end of themselves. That's why many drug addicts are receive, and and like people that were wicked, like I was, it was easy to receive Christ because you know how wicked you are. But those who think they have their life together, that's where the law comes in to show you. For religious people, oh yeah, you think you're perfect. You think you you can attain sinlessness. You uh, the answer is you cannot. I'll show you. I'll show you the perfection of the law. But the law is not meant for you as a righteous man. Okay. The law is not meant for you as a righteous woman. You are not under grace. So I want to now I want to focus on this. So when we talk about the law, this is something in Romans 7. I'm not going to read it, Dre, because it's a lot. But in essence, the law is self-effort. The law is you trying to do it. The law is you trying to get your wife saved. And, in, and by doing that, but the Bible says that you are under the works of the law. That means you're under the curse. In fact, the Bible says when you come under the law, sin becomes exceedingly sinful. I don't want to look at pornography. I don't want to do, I don't want to do, I don't want to do it. Guess what? It's strengthening it. it. Mm -hmm. It's strengthening it. I got to change my wife. I got to change my husband. I got to change. I got to change. I got to change. I got to change. Guess what? It's backfiring on you. Don't think about a pink elephant. Don't think about a pink elephant. Don't fear. Because don't, I used to be like that. And guess what? I'm still working this out. I thought you said we don't work. Working it out meaning like a math puzzle. I'm reckoning myself. I am saved by grace. And I understand that now I'm applying what I've learned. That's called wisdom. You apply what you've learned. Don't fear. Don't fear. Don't fear. Guess what? You're coming under law. Why? Because you're trying to do it on your own. You're trying not to fear. You're trying not to be, uh, you're trying to be holy. But bro, you're holy in the spirit. The Bible says you have been sanctified in and, and you are made holy in the spirit. God looks at you not according to your flesh, but in the spirit. So very simple. When you are trying to do something, I'm holding on to your lip, your lip, uh, Gloss. I don't know. I need a pen. <laughs> but listen, by you trying to, you. by you trying to do better, you trying to do good. I'm trying to be holy, and I'm trying not to lust. I'm trying not to look at pornography. I'm trying to, I'm trying to stay at peace. I'm trying to change my husband. I'm trying to get wealth. I'm trying. You know who sound? You know who talk like that? Mm. Paul the Apostle, Romans chapter seven. He says, the good that I want to do, I don't end up doing it. And this is one of the, I just talked to, uh, we just had like a staff Bible study. I just talked to them about it. This is one of probably the most, most uh, challenging to interpret chapters in the Bible. Romans chapter 7. Was he talking about an unredeemed man or is he talking about someone who hasn't baptized with the Holy Spirit? What is he talking about? No, he's talking about him trying. I'm trying to do good. Paul said, I, the good that I want to do, you listen, listen how much eyes is in that chapter. Read it for yourself. I'm not going to read it. It's too long to keep it 30 minutes. <laughs> but read it for yourself. Romans chapter 7. Paul says, I want to do this. The good that I want to do, I don't end up doing. The bad that I want to do, that I end up doing. And the verses right above that, right before he started talking about this struggle, his struggle, he was talking about how, by, how when the law comes, sin becomes exceedingly sinful. That when you try to do it, listen to this, okay? When you try to be holy, when you try not to fear, when you try to change, your, when you try to change your husband, when you try to be good, you, you are 
bringing in the law. That's that's called the law. And when you try, sin revives and you die. That's what the Bible says, Romans chapter 7. When the law, when the commandment comes, don't look at pornography. Sin revives. Don't do it. And guess what? The Bible says sin becomes exceedingly sinful. The more you, the more you try not to do it, guess what? The more you do it. True or not true? Paul talked like that. He said, I, the good I want to do, I don't end up doing the bad that I want to do. And that I end up doing, oh, wreck, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? That when I want to do good, I, I recognize that evil is present with me. What is he talking about? He's talking about your body, your flesh is corrupted, is tainted by sin. So when you try to do good, guess what is touching it? Sin and death. So what's the answer? What's the answer, Trey? Grace. Grace. When you work, when you try to do it, bro, when you try to do it, sis, you're coming under the law and the curse is manifested. In that area, you can be under grace, let's say at work, but in your health, you're trying to be healthy. Mm -hmm. You're trying to get healed. You are trying to get healed. Wow. You put yourself under the law and you're not going to get healed because it's only by grace through faith. Romans chapter 4 and 5. So what's the answer? Rest. Yes. We talked about it in episode 2. Rest. Go check it out. Hebrews chapter 4 what? talks about resting. Mm -hmm. You rest. One of my favorite Proverbs says, a, rela a relaxed heart is life to the flesh. Rest. Stop trying to do it. Stop trying. Paul was trying and he cried out, Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from this body of death? When I want to do good, I find evil being present with me. We've all been there. I've been the try. I'm trying not to think fearful thoughts, and I'm tormented in my freaking mind, and then I get frustrated. What? But when I just ignore it, and mm -hmm. I, I don't think about it, I don't even try. I just give it to the Lord. It's peace, perfect peace. Same thing. Whatever area, whatever area, listener, whatever area, whether it's Trying to live holy, whether it's like we've been we've been hoodwinked with so much religion. You gotta be holy. All these stupid sermons about sanctification and sin and consecration. If any of your mm. churches are preaching that, ask the Lord to see if it's the right church. And I'll I'll, I'll tell you it's not. What about preachers that are actually preaching righteousness, but also law? That's mixture. Bible says, let them be accursed. Two times, Galatians chapter 1. It's either oil or water, baby. It's not both. It doesn't mix. All grace or all works. You can't. Paul was kind to the Corinthian church when they were committing orgies and having sex with pros uh, prostitutes, temple prostitutes, and incest, and suing each other in front of the heathen, and getting drunk at the Lord's Supper, and creating gossips and cliques within the church. I'm of Peter. I'm of Apollos. I'm of Jesus. Paul was kind to them. Most people say, well, he was really mean. No, he, he preached righteousness to them. That's how you, that's how you correct is not by don't do it, is by, hey, let me show you, just like Lion King. Let me show you who you are. That's good. And that's what Paul said. That's what Paul did. What? Know ye not that you are the body of the, uh, that you are the temple of God? Mm-hmm. 
Why would you like so he he was it wasn't even condemning any listen to this any preacher that is condemning you're under uh the preacher who is preaching death to you get out because you have to understand that it is the right the preaching of righteousness that will change you second mm -hmm. corinthians chapter 3 says as you behold christ you are changed into that image not as you behold your sin wow. so where's your focus at sure as you behold him you are changed right. from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of our Lord. Mm -hmm. Second Corinthians chapter three. Even now, I don't have notes, but yeah, I'm how do you keep? But I'm rested. I'm relaxed. I'm flowing. How do you remember all the scripture? It's it's an anointing, but it's yeah. grace. But I trust in grace, not in That's my good. notes. That's good. I don't trust in my effort. I trust in the, right now as I'm preaching. It's I'm at rest and I'm trusting the grace of God. So look at your areas in your life. What area are you... Listen to this. This is going to be super, super good. How much time do we have? Super good. Listen, you ready? Write this down. Here's a good acid test. I shouldn't have said that. In, What's in an life. acid test? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Here's a good temperature check. Ah. Okay? Whether or not you're under the law. Whatever area in your life that you have anxiety about, are worried about or fearful of that area you're under the law by default you're under the curse that's why some people could be doing really good with with uh, their health mm -hmm. but then they're tormented in their mind wow. that means in that area you're fearful you're, you're, you're trusting in your own formula in your own good sure. works to produce peace you so whatever area in your life that you are still struggling with, that you feel like it's just a, a, like you're going around and around the mountain. That area, if you have anxiety, if you have fear, if you, if, if you have any of these things, guess what? I'm going to lay this on you and I think you can take it. If you have anxiety and fear in any area in your life, in that specific area, you are self-righteous. Wow. What do you mean, Anthony? Because you're trusting in yourself. But, I'm, but I saw it in the scriptures. That's how I was. I saw that you needed to be spiritually minded to have peace in your mind. So I trusted in that formula to have peace. And guess what? It failed. But when the minute that I relaxed and I saw that perfect peace was paid for me, I have peace. And I trust mm -hmm. in that. I receive it. I'm not trying to produce it. You see, the fruit of the spirit, That's not good. the work of the flesh. The work of the flesh, not the fruit. fruit. The Bible says, abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Does a branch work or does it just receive the sap from the vine and produce the fruit? Abide is sit down. Mm -hmm. Sit down at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Sit down and your enemies will be destroyed. Stand up and you'll be destroyed. Abide, rest. So this is this is very this is gonna change your life. I'm telling you, and I'll end with this: any area that you find yourself being anxious about, bro, sis, whether being worried, that area you're still under the law. Don't condemn yourself, but recognize it, and go to the atonement. I'll give you some practical things. Okay, let's say I'm let's say that I am struggling with trying to be holy. Okay. Go to the atonement. Go to the epistles and recognize the Bible says that you have already been made holy. 
Ephesians says you were made in true holiness and righteousness. You are not only holy, but you are not righteous by faith in the spirit. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live inside this body. You are sanctified. You are holy in the spirit. You are completely holy. You are a saint. You are the temple of God. Now, recognize that and rest in that truth. Let's say I'm having a struggle in my mind. Look to the garden of Gethsemane and recognize that that he was under so much anxiety to a point where he was sweating. I, I've been there. Where I've, had, I've had so much anxiety that I'm sweating. But I've never been to a point where I'm sweating with blood coming out of my sweat. That means that Jesus Christ, listen, this is going to set you free. That means that Jesus Christ was under so much anxiety and so much panic. Because the Bible does say in Deuteronomy chapter 28 that a part of the curse is panic attacks. Deuteronomy 28 verse 28. That a curse that would come upon the unsaved is panic attacks, anxiety. Sound, does that sound familiar to today's generation? So I looked to the cross and I recognized that in that garden of Gethsemane, he was under so much panic and anxiety that he was sweating blood. That means that his blood has redeeming power. That means, guess what? He says, peace I give unto you. My peace, my shalom, give I unto you. Give, that's a gift. So I looked to the cross and recognized I already have perfect peace. I thank God and I rest his grace i'm not trying to get peaceful yeah. prosperity recognize second corinthians chapter 8 and 9 says that he was made poor so that that we through his poverty we could be made rich in fact it starts off with saying uh you know the grace of our lord jesus christ the grace unworked for the grace of our lord jesus christ that he was made poor so that you and i could become rich so if you're struggling with your finances look to that and tithe out of, from a position of rest. Don't tithe because you, you're fearful of trying to get cursed, which is not true. That's a whole other teaching. That's a lie from, from the pit of hell. But tithe at a position of rest. Sow seeds recognizing that, hey, I've been gifted this grace of riches and honor. So, and there's, in, in the list, so whatever area, the Lord, the Bible says that he sends you the Holy Spirit to teach you these things, to help you. And I'm telling you, this one thing I can, uh, I can attest, I testify right now that God is faithful, that he always shows you the way out. Mm -hmm. Ask and you shall receive. I'm telling you, man, there is, God is so faithful. He, when, I, when I've been, and I've been up late trying to figure out what the heck am I doing wrong, man, God is so faithful. I, 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 I'm telling you, he is faithful. He will show you the truth if you're open for the truth. So realize that. So any area that you're struggling with, any area that you have anxiety with, you're under the law. Don't condemn yourself, but do that. But look to the atonement. The other second part that you can do is cast your cares upon him. That's good. First Peter or Second Peter says, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. In fact, the Bible says before that, it says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Yeah. And then it says, casting your care upon him because he cares for you. Knowing that, your adversary, the devil, rolls around like a, like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So those three verses tell us that the way you humble yourself is by casting your care upon him. Why? Because if you are careful, if you are full of cares, that you are devourable by the devil. And it's self-righteous. Yeah, that's self-righteous. And the curse is manifested. Philippians chapter 4 says, be careful for nothing. So, look to the cross. Cast your care. How do I cast my care? Speak it out. 
say, Father, my daughter, she's, she's going haywire. I don't know what's going on, but I trust in you. I trust in your goodness. I trust in your grace. I give you. And, and whatever, if you need to do some, if you need to like write it down on the paper and then give it to the Lord and then crush it up, do it. That may be helpful for you. But say today I'm 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 doing I'm making a business transaction. I give you this care and I don't want it. I give it to you. And then when those thoughts come to your mind, say, Nope, I've already casted it out. I've already given it to the Lord. And you'll see how things begin to shift. When you rest, he works. That's good. When you work, he rests. Which one do you want? So I will leave you with that. That when you begin to understand this. And you evaluate your life that, hey, whatever I'm, I'm like continuously challenged with, that's probably because I'm trying to do it. Mm-hmm. And then you're going you're gonna to say the same thing that Paul the Apostle said, because I've been there. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? <laughs> Such a <mess. laughs> That's what he said. And I was like, bro, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. But he gives you the answer. I thank God. Through Jesus Christ. Oh, that's good. He didn't say, I thank God through, like, he, listen to this. He didn't say, I thank God in the name of Jesus. He said, I thank God that it is through Jesus. That's the answer. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is full of grace. Amen. So guess what's the answer? Grace is the answer. Rest in his goodness. I hope y'all were blessed. We'll end with that. Any words of self-effort? Joe was just hanging out with us today. Just yeah, like just listening in. Um, something that always just sticks in my heart is uh, grace has been provided. Faith is how we appropriate it. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about faith, faith is rest. Yes, Hebrews that, 4. That's good. So, you know, read some scripture and believe the word. Have faith in his word. And when you have faith in his word, by default, grace will be provided. Yep. Faith, rest. That's good. Faith, rest. Faith is not, I believe, I receive, I believe, I receive, I believe, I receive, I believe, I receive. No. You believe you receive a freaking hernia by doing Jeez. that. <laughs> faith, faith, rest. I trust. You You never see a baby in the arms of their father or their mom confessing, I believe I received that my daddy is going to give me applesauce today. I believe I receive I'm going to get my clothes. Mm-hmm. I believe I receive they're going to drop me off at school first grade. No. They just trust. Mm-hmm. They trust. Yeah. Unless, oh, it's a good scripture and we'll end with this. I believe I receive, I think that's funny. Listen to this. Verily, Luke eighteen seventeen says, Verily I say unto you. That means pay attention, yeah. bro. This is Jesus speaking. Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no ways in no wise enter therein. Mm. That means the way that you see a child, careless, full of joy, just trusting their parent, mm-hmm. trusting that they're going to be fed, trusting they'll be clothed. And I mean, there's so much to talk about, but just trusting and trusting and resting and resting. Right. Unless you don't be, unless you become like a little child, you cannot enter into the kingdom. You can't be, in other words, does that mean you're going to hell? No, that means you're not going to be able to receive what God has provided for you unless you humble yourself like a little child right. and rest. Love you guys. Stay tuned for the next one. Hey guys, we want to thank you for tuning in. We pray that this quickened your heart. If you'd like to give a one-time or become 
a monthly partner, visit our website and hit that Give Now button up at the top. We thank you in advance and pray that you continue to receive everything God has already given you. Bye, Grace.